Previously on Newsbreak, Lotus FM. So at last count, the country had an unemployment rate at 32.5%. This was for that quarter in October and December. It meant, if you actually translate it, 7.2 million people are unemployed. And this was up from um, 30.8 in the previous three months. So look at that jump. Um, Definitely, definitely a worrying factor. It was previously 30.8% of unemployment and it three months later jumps to 32.5%. Big jump there. Um, And it was the highest figure ever since 2008 that was conducted by Statistics South Africa. So, you know, what we understand is that unemployment, and I don't need to tell you this, is rampantly high. Approximately 3.1 million out of 10.3 million young South African in their age between 15 and 24 were not employed not being educated or not being trained. So this is the situation with regard to young people. The point of this is that it is quite challenging to find employment, to have employment, to have lucrative employment already. And let's not and 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 one can only then imagine the impact the pandemic and the impact of COVID-19 retrenchments has had on this. So now that you know the economic situation, an interesting concept has, um, you know, it's been around for a long time, but it's gained a lot of traction currently. So a very warm welcome to the program as we talk about that interesting concept. I'm Tadej Sharipashad. You're listening to Newsbreak Talk today. And today we're focusing, and actually I don't even know if I can say this word on air. I've been saying it and, and it's, it's, it's relatively popular and colloquial, but it's called the drum roll side hustle. So a side hustle basically is a way that you can make money and this is outside your nine to five job. Basically, it allows you to have a job, provide a service, either sell something, do something that brings you an additional sort of money. And it's it's particularly open because, you know, you could do what you're already doing in your nine to five, or you could do something completely different. You could hone a talent that you never thought you would hone. You can give yourself an opportunity to explore something that's different, something you've always wanted to do but never did, something completely out of your comfort zone. You could learn a new industry, a new way of of doing business completely. So there's various layers and, and subtexts to it. But what it ultimately does is that once you finish your nine to five, your remaining hours, you can start a business and and, and produce um, a a stream of revenue that can actually assist you. And a lot of people have turned to that. A lot of people have been forced to do a side hustle, which ultimately then becomes your full-time hustle. Um, So we actually are opening up our WhatsApp page today to to speak with you and find out, um, you know, what do you have a side hustle? Firstly, remember, you can stay anonymous. You don't have to give us names. You don't have to tell us anything, you know, in particular that you don't want. Because I know a lot of people like to keep their side hustle on the side and away from public eye, away from um, the profile of the business that they're employed by or work for. So you don't have to reveal any information that, you, that, that you're not comfortable with. But I'd love to know, do you have a side hustle? What does it involve? How do you juggle it? What are the ideas? I've heard of people who've been multinational uh, executives who are now making pickle and selling that at home. And when I say that, it's not to, um, what is the word? 
demean, discredit, insult that, that person. It's just to say that somebody may just literally love pickles. They're passionate about pickles and they like it so much that they want to create new types of flavors, new types of pickles. And they love it so much that when they finish work, all they want to do is make pickle. And they've turned that passion into a way to bring in some extra money. Um, and a lot of people are saying, you know, your side hustle is something that brings you an additional 3,000 rand a month, 5,000 rand a month extra in your back pocket. That should be your profit margin uh, for it to be a lucrative, worth your while sort of side hustle, side business. So talk to me. Do you have one? Are you doing one? What are your tips? What are your examples? And also those who have been retrenched, those who don't have employment anymore. You know, how has that side business helped you? Rachel, why do you've dealt with a lot of people who have side businesses? I am so proud of them. I have, and it's all about supporting these home industries. So, yeah, it's really, really been great to see how people's hobbies and passions and love turned out to be a money-making machine. Because it's that, it's that line that we've, we're told. I know a lot of people said it. I uh, was fortunate enough to listen to Robin Sharma speak it. Um love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. Yes. So like yes. I said with the pickle analogy, if you love pickles so much and if you turn that into your business, you'll mm. never work a day in your life because you're doing what you love. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you'd find some people, like you said, they found they have hidden talents. Yeah. I mean, we all laughed at the fact that lockdown made us cook at home and Banana taught bread. Us, <laughs> <laughs> yes, taught us a lot about what we can and can't cook and People who never cooked before yeah. are suddenly master chefs. Yeah, absolutely. But this is something so important, and especially like you are saying, in these tough economic times, we mm. have to find a side hustle. 32.5% unemployment, and we haven't even gone to the level of uh, other economics. So you may be employed, doesn't mean you're going to make ends meet, right? Uh, so I'm just curious though, Rachel, if you could have a side hustle or opened a side hustle. We also work so much, I don't know. <laughs> yes. But we're going to come to that actually on how to juggle it. But if you could open and have a side business, what would it be? What would you do? I have absolutely I know, no right? idea. <laughs> no idea. And I'm sure you're the same. I'm yeah, yeah, absolutely. But think about it. Like, like, pick your brain. What would you do? What do you like? What do you good at? Sometimes you may not even like something. You're just good at it. And then that's an easy way to make money. Mm -hmm. True, true. Like, I mean... Um, I do write for the newspaper sometimes, but that's still related to our work. Mm. So if I have to think of a side yeah. hustle. Tashlin said I should teach dance. Oh, yes, <laughs> especially right. with your gracefulness. Absolutely, I, I would think so. So he yeah. gave me that idea. I, yeah. said, I said, uh, I don't think I'm uh, you know, qualified on a patient's <laughs> level. Maybe I'll make paneer. Oh, yes, the paneer that we are still but waiting how? to taste. Right, okay. okay, I'm going to say that. Right, but like how? Because like, I mean, I just can make a small block. Now to sell it, you got to make a lot. How does one do that? You know, I finish my work here, finish all my research, finish all my interviews and go home to make paneer. It's <laughs> taking the whole night. People don't realize, you know, it, it, it may, I mean, to make uh, biscuits or cupcakes or chocolates, chocolate cake, it's so, so lovely to be doing it at home and sharing it with your family. But when you have to make it on a mass yeah, scale, yeah, how do you cope? Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, like you said, I mean, I wouldn't even, I would wonder if I would know the amount of ingredients yeah, to make yeah. a mass amount yeah. of paneer, you yeah, know? It, yeah. It, but isn't that the excitement of it, hey, to just have something new to mull your brain over and potentially 
put in 3k in your back pocket oh i would definitely be able to do it 3k that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> so that's our conversation today we're talking about side businesses tell us your thoughts send us your voice notes i see some cool messages already we are going to speak to a very very um, special guest a little bit later around half past 12 nick um Herlambus who's written a book how to start a side hustle so he's going to give us some tips on 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 what you need to do how you need to hone it and i think a very big one because um this was my my initial thought um when i con- you know researched this the, the side business the conflict of interest with your work So how do you juggle that? You are employed 9 to 5 for a company. You have a contract in place. They're paying you for that time. Your attention and your time is dedicated to them. That conflict of interest when you dip out of that time and you do things for your own business, you know, how ethical is that? How right is that? Uh can you get through it? Is there a legal way for you to get through that? So interesting interesting points. I'd love to know your thoughts. But I managed to speak to somebody who um doesn't want to give us his name or even the name of his business and I found that to be particularly um uh what's the word um honorable of him I felt because you know I mean he didn't want to have that sort of you know publicity zoned in on his on his brand. Um so yeah he spoke to me completely anonymous he didn't tell me his name well, I know his name but he wouldn't mention it on air and he doesn't want to mention his uh brand as well and he spoke to me he's fully employed but he felt I want to make some more money and this is his story he um came up with the idea of starting a fashion label I mean you have a full-time job right but you had this idea to have a side business what made you decide and think about having a side business covid and job security at the same time you obviously going to need a backup plan to say and uh with having a side hustle it's obviously your own legacy you are leaving there so it's, it's not entirely about you know working for someone else kind of thing uh but with this you, you get to do everything at your own time at your own pace and uh you know at the end of the day well, whatever work you're putting into it you're going to need the the rewards of it what made you come up with this idea i know that you're into uh, a clothing label a clothing line what what sparked yeah. that idea that was just more or less a spontaneous thought from my side my girlfriend and i are actually into uh, clothing brand that we have made so it was actually my idea initially and you know spontaneously i just brought the idea about to her and you know she actually caught on to us surprisingly and uh, you know we we got really seriously into it we, we decided to put a business plan together uh, each of us did a business plan and you know we just compared our ideas and you know between the both of us we we thought to ourselves you know what this actually could work so we actually had to do more convincing for, for ourselves and so what goes into it now i mean you have a full time job and we all know for those of us that are employed work can be quite demanding and now you have to get a label of the ground i mean how do you juggle the two no it's uh, it's been a bit challenging but uh when you do come from work obviously you are tired and uh, we do more lazing around than anything else so in that time um normally on weekends i would plan my my week out so obviously work would be uh from your standard 8 to half four so you dedicate that time to your uh your main job but everything after that you go towards planning of your uh your current side hustle so obviously i planning is 
actually the most important thing because otherwise you're going to be running around like a headless chicken. So um, planning is the most important thing. And um, your weekend utilization. Your Sundays shouldn't also be for lazing around, especially if you are starting up a side hustle. Use your time wisely. That's that's the best thing you can do with it. So whatever idea comes to, comes to your head, even if you are lazing around, write it down immediately. Yeah. So um, time utilization is the, the biggest factor, I would say, in uh, signing up your side hustle. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, after hours... That's that's the best time to be uh, to be getting down to the groundwork of things. Even if it if it means going to bed late at uh, some night, and uh, you know sacrificing your Friday nights or Saturday nights, you know so be it. But I want to talk to you then about what happens if a crisis emerges with your side business while you're at work in your full time job. I mean, how do you juggle that? Yeah, so <laughs> it's a bit of a complicated situation, but uh, thankfully I'm in this business with my girlfriend. So uh, if one of us cannot attend to uh, a certain issue, the other obviously can, because uh, with her job, it's a little bit more flexible than mine. So obviously if I'm not able to attend to it at that point in time, she's obviously uh, the backup plan. And, you know, we, we know the, uh, our suppliers, we know our customers. So uh, we both have the exact same knowledge in terms of uh, how to deal with a certain issue. But uh, with someone else starting it off uh, on their own, it might be a little bit complicated. Uh, sometimes you obviously have to attend to issues uh, while you're on the road or you have to obviously step out of a meeting or <laughs> something like that. A lot of people have been doing this sort of side business, you know, on the in a very informal sort of sector, you know, whether I've spoken to some people who are making pickles and they have this business that has taken off of just literally making pickles from their house. Um, And some have taken it to a full-on, you know, national events company. So my question to you is, for those who are contemplating now starting a side business, how should they formalize it? I think the business should be uh, looked or well taken seriously when your side hustle is earning more, well, about more than half of what your current current salary is. So that should be also be be the formal point in which you look at it and take it a little bit more seriously. When your when your profits that are coming through from your side hustle are just just above uh, the halfway point of your salary. Then you can determine whether, you know, should I put, invest more time into this or uh, should I just continue with my uh, current job and uh, just put a little bit more time into my side hustle. So uh, from that point, we need to look at, uh, obviously, profits. That, that is your main point. When your side hustle starts earning you more than your current salary, that's when you can, you know, obviously take a little step back from your, from your current job and then say, you know what, I can put more time into this and I'm going to see a little bit more returns from it. And what's the process? You know, some people have great ideas. Some people are hardworking. Some people can, you know, literally sell cupcakes from their outbuilding at home, but they don't have a business acumen. They don't know how to go about, you know, getting a copyright, registering the business, getting a tax yeah. profile. You know, how do, for, for those who don't know what to do, but have this ability to work and this ability to have a cool business idea to sell, what should they be doing? Who should they contact? The first thing they would have to do is obviously your finance. Check up on your finance. Am I eligible to start a business at this point in time? What, what are my needs? What are my, uh, what do I want out of the business? 
uh, what's the pros and cons of uh, this business? They obviously would have to, uh, you know, was you say a business acumen. Uh, well, the most basic thing from uh, from a, a layman's perspective is obviously I'm gonna see who else is doing this. Obviously, it's good to uh, get some market research done into your uh, well, whatever you are getting into. Go speak to competitors from a uh, customer's perspective. So from there, you don't have to contact someone as such. You can get all the research done on your own by just simply asking questions. Uh, you know, just purchasing something small from, uh, uh, let's say, uh, a. Uh, a possible competitor's uh, shop, you can say. So um, market research is, I would say, uh, an important factor in this. Uh, doing your own research into it uh, is also a very important factor. So you wouldn't need a mentorship as such. Well, for the financial side of things, yeah, maybe. But uh, getting your own knowledge of your industry is quite easy and uh, you know, free of charge. <laughs> you, can, you can just go around and just ask the right questions you and your business now mm-hmm. i mean do you think that those you know sleepless nights and that juggling and that effort you've put in do you think it's paid off yeah no most most definitely if uh, if i didn't do it i wouldn't think so you know what i'm saying so um i i uh, genuinely uh, believe that uh, my business is going to progress and that's also another factor in a side hustle believing that uh, this thing is going to succeed. Otherwise, you know what, you might as well not start it up at all if you're not going to believe that your your business is going to progress. Well, and that was somebody who has a full-time job, had a business idea to make some more money, and has launched a clothing label, which has basically taken off. And he shared his story with us about you know, challenges and um, what goes into it. Very interesting, and I'm sure there's more and more um, sorts of stories, ideas, topics, informations, tips even that could come your way. I look forward to a lot of that on social media. A lot of messages have come through, so I'm going to be going through to read them and listen to them in a short while. Stay tuned. Reigning champions Mamlodi Sundowns showed character in the Netback Cup quarterfinal clash against Orlando Pirates. Now, they have Chakuma Chamatibandila on their way to the final. TTM knows that victory against Turkov-based Giants will get their name on the history books of the beautiful game. Do not miss out on top-class commentary. Msansi style of Ibona. Drama and passion. Azopela Mapupo. This Sunday, when TTM face Masandawana in the Netbank Cup semi-final encounter. Live on the SABC Sport Channel on Open View Channel 124 and SABC One at 2.30 p.m. Brought to you by SABC Sport. Tough economic times, mass unemployment. It's time for the side hustle. More and more people are opening their own little industries on the side as a means to bring home an additional income. Do you have one? Give your views a voice on Newsbreak Talk this Sunday at 12 noon. Okay, it's Newsbreak Talk today. I'm Tadesh Hari Prashad and we are talking about side businesses, what goes into one, the need for having one and um, what you could do to start one. I'm curious to know, do you have one? Remember, you don't have to give me too much of details about your idea or your business or anything that you feel could, you know, even reveal your identity. A lot of people do this, do their side businesses, run their side businesses anonymously. They don't want people at work to know about it. 
Um, I respect that. I understand that. But it's just interesting to share this information with the world, to know your success story, uh, to know your challenges, and also provide possibly encouragement, tips and ideas to those who are considering it right now. Um, in a short while, we're also going to be speaking to um, our guest today, uh, who's written a book on how to start a side hustle, Nick Haralambos, who's um, going to give us a bit more tips and a bit more of critical information into the process reg- uh, regarding starting your side business. I'm going to go to WhatsApp now and some really cool messages have come through already. Anonymous from Durban says, I'm employed, but I started a business on the side by selling good quality toilet rolls. I buy the pack and sell it loose because I have um, seen a window of opportunity as most households cannot afford the pack. So they buy it loose from me. Wow. Shamila Maharaj says, um, Hello. We always appreciate you providing us with with this kind of news. Um, you know, this COVID has many le- has left many unemployed, lots of job losses, um, not knowing light petrol and food at, at a at a high rate. Plus, the pensioners can't make um, ends meet. So I make pickle, and I take orders for roti, for puri, and I sell furniture as well. So COVID has taught us a lot in life and learning um, the hard life to do many ways to make money. Mala from Tongat says, Namaste, my mom will be 83 years old. She makes pickle to keep busy. But now with lockdown, a lot of people have been buying from her. She makes different types of pickle. I make roti and samosas and sweetmeats. I did very well for Diwali as well. That's really wonderful to... Um, to to, to to say, I'm sorry, I went silent. I just had a business idea. <laughs> oh no, Tadish, what now? <laughs> business idea, guys. Side business thing is working. I'm, even I'm coming up with an idea. Those of you, right, who can make sweet meat, and like you said, your Diwali went very well. Um, Mala, you said your Diwali went very well. Teach us. <laughs> My Diwali did not go well. Oh. My laddu did not come out right. So it's not. A, yeah, oh, uh, no, it was really no, nice. No, 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 guys. Tadish, listen, your laddu st- was Stop nice. sugarcoating it, Rachel. <laughs> if you'll excuse the pun. Um, teach me. Like, yes. in your home, with protocols, I know COVID 19 protocols are crazy, but teach us how to make sweet meat. I'd, I'd be the first customer. Or I would pay to learn how to watch somebody how to make sweet meat, learn how to do it, and go home and practice. Do it online. Yeah. Uh, have people subscribe to your I Zoom don't know if that works though. Like, I've been watching online, mm-hmm. but I feel like that interaction of questions, of, you know, little questions you can ask while you're literally with a person making a sweet meat is something that I would benefit. Well, you can ask questions during a Zoom meeting. Am I, hij- us. Am I hijacking? We are becoming entrepreneurs here. <laughs> I think I'm hijacking the show. Let's get back to the messages. Ravita from Alberton in Gauteng says, I'm a director of a transport company, but during lockdown, I was happy to make meals for families that wanted something different. That's my favorite joy to feed people that appreciate a great meal. Wow, that's really cool. Zahir Danbar says, my taxi driver's wife and son started a fruit and vegetable business at the corner of Northern Drive and Phoenix Highway in, in, in Phoenix. Um, they were harassed by some and some also were abused for doing this by the Itakweni municipality inspectors, he says. Uh, and they were forced to leave as they were fined continuously as they were not six metres away from the road. But there are other such structures at various places like Reservoir Hills and Clare State. And that's never questioned. Uh, so I think Zahir, you know, raising a very critical issue there about, you know, those who do want to start 
a side business for their um, welfare, but, you know, the bureaucracy of it. Uh, that's an interesting question to ask to Nick uh, Haralambos, who's going to join us, the bu- bureaucracy of, of wanting to start a small business, you know, what sort of red tape must one go through to actually get it off the ground. Rohini says, Namaste, I love your topic. Thanks so much, Rohini. More messages, Mr. Daniel Chellin sent us a voice note. Hi, this is Daniel Joshua Challen. As far as your topic is concerned, I had a very good message from a preacher once who said, the pulpit I'm preaching from wasn't created by God. God created the trees and then somebody planted the trees, somebody cut those trees, somebody made them into timber, and then somebody designed this pulpit and a carpenter put this pulpit together and the finisher completed it. There were all these jobs within the train line, within that uh, line of employment, making this pulpit. And therefore, God has given us wisdom, a pair of hands, a pair of eyes, and he's given us the wisdom to do things. So we need to stop waiting on the government and looking forward to a 350 rand and start doing something. I know my eldest daughter has done something. Her husband is a car salesman in the business. He's not so good, he couldn't get commission. She's selling, she's cooking food at home once a week and selling to the people in the company. And she's also getting into some other sales products. So you can do something if you want to work out there. Thank you and God bless you. Bless you as well, Mr. Chellen. I love that story. Nice little story to listen to on a Sunday. Mr. Ian Governor, hello. Good afternoon, Teresh. Unemployment in South Africa has reached alarming proportions. Many people are doing something to earn a living. An unemployed individual goes around in the township trimming lawns. Others are selling homegrown vegetables. Many individuals are selling samosas and roti. An idle brain is the devil's workshop. Do something and keep occupied. Thank you. Thanks so much, Mr. Governor. Thank you for that. So, yeah, quite a lot of messages coming through here on the program. Um, here's another voice. Not hello. Good afternoon, Taresh. Uh, I'm a security specialist full-time. But uh, on my part-time hustle, I do uh, VIP protection, armed escorts. Uh, we do special investigations, vehicle recoveries. That my part-time hustle. I have to do something to make a little bit of extra cash. It helps. Less hours to sleep, more time on the road, less family time. But we have to do something. COVID affected at all. Families lost jobs. Someone the is taking the role model of getting some extra cash to survive. Yeah, noble indeed. So a lot of messages on the program. Thank you very much for contributing. So we are going to be uh, going through our system. We'll get more of those messages coming your way. Stay tuned and we'll talk about side businesses. And when we come back, we give you some tips on how best to start one. You might think that a television in your lobby or place of business is just an electronic device. But it's not. It's so much more. It's a conversation starter that helps with the vibe in your salon. It's a sense of comfort that makes patients feel at home in any hospital bed when you need it the most. 
SABC News, independent, impartial. It's an informative voice you can trust and a teaching aid that helps you educate your kids. It's the fun your guests thought they wouldn't find in a hotel room. Your TV works hard for you. Treat it right by paying your business TV license. Visit tvlic.co.today and pay super fast online anywhere, anytime. His Worship the Mayor, Councillor Mkulisi Kawunda, urges all Etenguini residents to partake in the upcoming public consultation hearings on the 52.3 billion rand draft budget for 2021-2022. The draft budget has been developed to create stability and give hope amid the devastation of the pandemic. The budget will be consulted together with the draft IDP, annual report and spatial development framework. Hearings will be held in the coming weeks with all communities and in keeping with COVID regulations and protocols. To view all draft documents, go to www.durban.gov.za and watch the press for details. It's just after half past 12 here on Newsbreak Talk. I'm Tadeh Sharif Pashad. We are talking about the side business, what goes into it, what happens and the need to start one given the economic challenges that we've been seeing as, I think, a globe we have a lot of messages here, a lot of people sharing their ideas, their successes, their challenges, and I look forward to going through a lot more of them, and we will. But I would love now to introduce you to Nick Haralambos. He's an author on How to Start a Side Hustle. That was this very famous book that he wrote, and providing tips and guidelines, even definitions as to what a side hustle is, side business is. And so we're very fortunate to have him on the line. Nick, happy Sunday to you. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I want to ask you, though, and, and I think it, it, it's two questions, but it kind of leads to one. So what compelled you to write this book, number one? And then secondly, what about the side hustle did you find fascinating? Because I feel that the two questions stream into one, right? Yes, definitely. Um, so the first version of this book, I decided to start writing within a week of us going into an official lockdown last year. Um, a lot of my personal uh, income had dried up uh, being a, a professional speaker. Obviously, events were cancelled. And um, aside from that, I have been someone who starts businesses from the age of 16. So I've got 20, give or take 20 years of experience building businesses. And I thought to myself, what can I put out into the world that will help other people right now get control of their financial well-being? Yeah. And this is kind of where it all ties in together is we now live in a world where one stream of income is not sufficient to guarantee a secure financial future. And we all need to start figuring out how do we learn how to make money? And that's different from doing a job and getting paid to do that job. Being able to make money means recognizing a skill you have in the world, um, your success triggers and how you want to exist, and then going out and selling something. So I wrote the book, um, self-published for a few weeks. It did pretty well in those first few weeks. And then over time, I got picked up by a publisher, and uh, we decided to publish How to Start a Side Hustle in February this year. And here we are today. Amazing, amazing story. I mean, like, you know, and, and that in itself, your, it's interesting, your desire to write about the side hustle actually was your side hustle wasn't it 
Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much correct, and it's it's kind of mushroomed into a much bigger movement than I'd initially planned. I mean, I was just initially trying to help people, and out of the book, I've now launched an online side hustle academy, helping cohorts of students build their own side hustles. The program is a six-week online program. Um, I've also uh, launched a fund, which we can talk about shortly, um, where I'm funding a thousand rand a day every single day for the next year out of my own money to help people start their own side hustles um, because I'm tired of corporates and government talking a big game but doing absolutely nothing to help small business. So I'm putting my money where their mouths are. You know, I literally want you to put that point on ISA because I do want to talk about the bureaucracy. And we've often heard entrepreneurs talk to us about the legislation and the paperwork that is needed. It's it, it's a deterrent, actually, for many who want to start industries. But put that on ice because um, I, I do want to talk about that. But Nick, let's then go into then those tips that... Um, people can get into i'm not going to ask you why the need to, to do a side hustle i think we've covered that enough already our audience itself has sent us messages and spoken about how they you know, weren't able to to make ends meet when one sit down and, uh, sits down and says wait a second i feel like i need an additional stream of income to make ends meet what should i do mm. where do you take your brain to that because it starts with an idea doesn't it uh, yes, it starts with an idea in your head, but um, my book and the online program talks about a very specific methodology that I've come to understand over the last 20 years, and I've, I've broken it into a very simple um, way to understand. I call it the side hustle mile, which is your mindset, your ideas, the lifestyle that you lead, and the effort that you put in, the side hustle mile. So starting at the beginning, I am a very firm advocate of mental and physical health. You cannot build another stream of income, an extra business in your life, if your mindset isn't ready for it. If you are anxious and stressed all the time, if you're not sleeping, if your relationships are terrible, that is not going to sustain a side hustle. And let me be clear, I'm advocating for building sustainable businesses, not something with a flash in the pan. There's no silver bullets. There is no forex trader here who's going to take your thousand rand and make it a million rand next week. Those are all scams and lies. I'm talking about building the kind of life that sustains a side hustle. And to do that, you need to get your mindset right. So things like dealing with fear of failure, dealing with bad relationships, dealing with lack of sleep, that's where you start. That's what I advocate for very aggressively, is you've got to get those things right. That's the basis of everything. And if you don't well, have them right... literally never thought thing. about that. Hey, I just thought you need to get a paperwork trail going you need to do it off a spreadsheet and you're yeah. saying you got to get your you know inner self right first absolutely i mean i i've done it both ways i have in my early 20s built startups that raise millions of rands and i lost all my hair and i was hospitalized with a stomach ulcer i've had kidney stones twice so i've done the stress anxious not mentally fit way of building businesses and it's horrible. It's not a way that I advocate doing. Um, it's also not sustainable. You can't burn the midnight oil. You can't stay up until 2 a.m. and wake up at 5 a.m. And if you're listening to this and you think, oh, I'm different, I can sleep three hours a night, you can't. It is not sustainable. Science doesn't back you up. You need to sleep between seven and nine hours a night and then you wake up fresh and ready to go. Um, so that's definitely the most fundamental part. Yeah, ideas yeah. are easy. Um, and this is the thing that a lot of us misunderstand. There are lots of ideas in the world. I've had every idea you've ever had. The difference between me and somebody else is I build these ideas. So what we need to start doing is get our life ready to build ideas.
So how do you build an idea? Like you say, a lot of people have ideas. I mean, we were literally just talking now on the program. Somebody says, I make sweetmeats. I'm like, well, hey, a cool business idea would be to teach people how to make sweetmeats because a lot of people want to learn. You can talk about that. It's banter. But to actually sit down and get it done, where do you start? Uh, I I mean, I hate saying this. You start at the beginning. Um, We we have a very big uh, mental barrier as humans. We think, I've got a billion-dollar idea, and it's going to make me rich, and I need a million customers. So that's so big, I'm just not going to do anything. I don't know where to start. I'm out. So what I advocate for is start with trying to make one sale. That's it. That's as simple as this should be. And where do you start? Well, in the book, and uh, I'm going to push my website here at slowhustle.org, what we help people understand is you need to know who your customer is and then go talk to them. That's it. It can't be more simple than that. The problem with a lot of us is our ideas are so precious that we keep them close to our chests. We never talk about them. We never expose them to the world because we're fearful that somebody's going to steal my brilliant idea. Your idea is not special enough to steal. What you need to remember is every idea just needs 10 customers paying you 100 rand a month, and you've got a 1,000 rand business. Then you need 20 customers, and then 50. And once you get to 100 customers paying you 100 rand a month, you have a 10,000 rand a month side hustle. That's gold. You don't need more than that. So don't get overwhelmed with big. Start with that first step of talk to someone about your idea and see if they'll buy it from you. I love that idea of, of starting small, Nick. Uh, I want to talk to you about this, though. And this I found from a lot of people that I spoke to was the deterrent. What the paperwork the deterrent? of it. Oh, the paperwork. You know, you, you always have the sense you need to register this, you need to get a, yeah. a board in place, you need to get a certain <laughs> a particular license, etc. But if you're, you know, if you feel that I love cupcakes and I just want to start selling cupcakes to 10 mm-hmm. people a month, um, do you need to get a sort of legislative red tape in place for that? Absolutely not. These are all roadblocks that we put in our way so that we can tell people, oh, I haven't started because I haven't registered my business, or I don't have a long business plan in place, or there's some other issue. I didn't find the perfect website domain. That's not necessary. As an individual building a side hustle, you can trade as a sole proprietor. You get taxed as your regular income tax. And the only thing you need to do is go out and sell. If you are not selling, all you're doing is building a hobby. And hobbies don't make you money. Forget about business plans. Answer these three questions if you insist on writing a business plan. One, what am I selling? Write it out clearly in two sentences. Two, who am I selling to? And number three, where do I find those people? Once you've done that, that's your business plan. Go and find those people, talk to them, and sell to them. That's all you need. The rest of it is just slow-moving bureaucracy that's giving you an excuse not to try. And I'm trying to get my, the people in my community to understand that failure is not the opposite of success. Not trying is the opposite of success. Yeah. So from that point of view, I, I spoke to, I interviewed somebody for the program and the big point was juggling. So a lot of people have mm-hmm. the nine to five and, and, and a lot of us, you know, it, it, it's, it's a really demanding, high powered, high pressured sort of environment. And then once you complete your nine to five, then you're supposed to now pump in your time and your energy to the side business. How do you juggle that? I like to tell people that you don't have a time problem, you have a priority problem. And if everything in your life is a priority, then nothing is a priority. It's impossible to deal with 17 priorities all at once. That is why we get overwhelmed. That is why we get burned out. That's why we feel like we're busy all the time. What you need to do is focus on your top priorities and pick them. If your number one priority is securing your job, and I think that's a great one, if you have a job right now in a depression that we're moving towards, keep it. 
make sure that you're doing your job well. Then, if your next priority is your family, make sure that you get home, you spend time with your family. Then, if your next priority is your Netflix, then you've got a problem and you need to reassess your priorities. So what I ask people to do as a practical exercise is what I call the time audit. From Monday to Sunday, every single hour that you are awake, allocate that hour to what you do in that hour. And at the end of the week, go and review how many hours you spent doing what and find out which of those things is actually your priority. Because I guarantee you, most of us waste time on things that are not a priority, that don't add to our life. And remember, your side hustle should be additive, not subtractive. It should give you more than it takes. Once you've started and you've got something going, what must you be doing to ensure that you, know, you get it off the ground you're out there, people know about it. You know, what are the tools actually? Because, I mean, what we understand of business is it's, it's multidimensional. On one hand, you've got your product chain. On one hand, you've got delivery. On one hand, you've got marketing. On the other hand, you've got sort of um, quality control, ethical standards, mm-hmm. legal considerations. You know, these all go into professional businesses. Once you've started, what should be your chief focus areas for the actual side business? Yeah, I mean, just listening to you list all those things that a person could have to do makes me anxious. So even if I get anxious, everybody else would too. So what you need to do is what I call success triggers and failure triggers. The first thing is define very clearly what success looks like for the side hustle because the idea of expectations and growth is often what kills a business. Now you've up and running, you've made five sales, you've got 10 customers, and you think, I'm going to grow this thing to bajillions of rands. When actually what you should be thinking is, my only idea of success for this business is 10,000 rand a month. And that's what you should work towards. And you should focus on things that get you towards that single success trigger. Because sure, there are all the other moving parts you have to worry about. But as a sole proprietor, side hustling business owner, all you need to do is continue to make sales and provide good customer service. The rest will take care of itself and are happy problems. And I say happy problems because often we are more fearful of failure than we are of success, and that's fine, but success comes with its own issues that sometimes money can solve. So if you have 100 customers and you're growing too quickly, that's a good problem, and you can deal with it when you get there. So don't look too far ahead. If you're just starting out, just continue to talk about this idea and tell people that you're making sales and engage with people so that you can make more sales. It's the only thing you need for your side hustle is to continue to sell your product or service. Yeah. Coming back to the issue of, of full-time employment, because you know, that's come up a little bit, um, the issue of anonymity. So a lot of people do not want the, you know, their, their full-time job, their employer, their colleagues to know that they've got this um, there's also the issue of, guys, I have an emergency, I have to go home, mm. but you're actually going to focus some, you're handling some sort of crisis within your side business. Talk to me about these ethical considerations. Yes, um, and I think I'm going to reiterate this. If you have a full-time job that you don't hate and it pays well enough, you need to put that as your number one priority. Your side hustle should be additive, not subtractive. It shouldn't remove you from your job. Um, in the world we live in right now, it's, it's incredibly important to have a stable income. So the things to consider are your employment contract, first and foremost. Go and look through that. 
find out what exactly your contract says about starting a side hustle and what the parameters are. Often you are able to start something as long as it's not competitive to your business's core means of making money, and you're able to do it if it's not on work time, it's not using work internet, and it's not using your work's computer or phone. So there you go. Now you've got the parameters. If it's still unclear after looking at your employment contract, go and talk to your head of HR or your HR professional at your company and ask them what the rules are. More than likely, a lot of businesses are starting to figure out that staff actually want to go and do extra things, not necessarily because of the income, but because they've got other interests that don't involve their business. And there was research to show that if companies let staff do extra things that involve learning new skills and growing money in other ways, they bring those skills into the business. So this is something we're seeing grow in 2021, but you need to be smart about it. When I was in my early 20s, I almost got sued and fired because I started a side hustle at work on a work computer using work internet, and I got found out. So you have to be conscious of these things. Yeah, that's that is important to note uh, because, like you said, there could be some sort of legal loophole. So I think going to actually uh, find out from your HR department. But having said that, does that defeat the whole process or purpose of being anonymous? Um, yes, I suppose it does. But if you feel like you need to be anonymous and do this without your job finding out, you kind of already know that you shouldn't be doing it. And if you're going to put your full-time job at risk to start a side hustle, you need to consider where your main income is going to come from. If you believe this idea is your big idea, then you shouldn't really be doing it without declaring it to your boss, or you should leave your company, raise some money, and go and start this business. But side hustles need to be sustainable, and they need to be ethically done. If you're going to be going behind your back of your boss, then how are you going to promote this thing online? So I don't advocate for this kind of side hustle. Yeah, absolutely. The transparency makes it just yeah. just fluid. On that point, though, biting off more than you can chew. So, mm-hmm. like you're saying, if 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 you for a month want to have ten customers because you feel that is your level of expertise and the time and you know your machinery that you're starting, and you can push that up to however many you can. Mm-hmm. But when you come to an issue where you know side business has taken off now and it's working within a particular a particular what's the word constraint and say you get an order for double that double yeah. your your you know your monthly turnover that's going to compromise your life it's going to compromise your nine to five right at what point do you say wait a second this is too big i'm actually going to have to decline um, I don't think you should ever decline that kind of success. What you should be doing is, again, reassessing your priorities. So you work 9 to 5, that's amazing. What do you do between the hours of 6 p.m. and 11 p.m.? If you're watching TV four hours a night, then consider watching TV 30 minutes. If you are fulfilling orders in the crack of dawn at 5 a.m., that's great. Maybe you should do so on the weekends too. There is always a way to fit this stuff in. But if you are now going to a point where you can't fit it in, you need to start considering bringing somebody on board to help you, either by giving them equity in your business or paying them as a potential staff member, or you need to consider whether you need to slowly start phasing out your full-time job and phasing in your full-time side hustle as a business. On that front, I recommend you have at least six months of your side hustle where it earns in profit what you earn in salary. This sounds conservative, but so many people would get three weeks into a side hustle, see some light, and think, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. This side hustle is going to explode, and then you're stuck three months down with no side hustle and no full-time income. So be conservative. There is no need to rush. You're building a sustainable side hustle that means that you can take three years to build it. There is no need to rush. 
Yeah. You know, it's time for us to wrap up, Nick, but I think it's just been an insightful uh, experience having you on to talk about this. I just want to go to some of our WhatsApp voice notes at least, just to see what people are saying and if you can pick up anything and, you know, direct a, a particular direction on, on these thoughts as, as before we wrap up. Let's go to this voice note. Hello. Hi, I am Maureen from Delpak. I make a lot of roti and sell. I also started doing gardening. Instead of planting big trees and wasting the land, I started planting vegetables. So I use the vegetable, vegetables that I've got for curries and I sell the green stuff in my garden. Mm, thank you so much for that. Definitely uh, looking at what is available to, to turn it into your side business. Salim? Hi, Teresh. The job situation is very bad. And if you look at BE, we are sidelined. They give us very little hope. The best option is business. But when I look at all the refugees that come into this country, how they do flourishing businesses, the reason they do that is because they're well networked. Thanks for the observation, Salim. Let's go to Selvin. Hello, Selvin. Taresh, greetings to you and your motivational speaker. God bless him as well. Well, I agree with most of what he said, but I also would like to add on. To be successful, over and above setting up a goal, for instance, like 10,000 rand a month, my argument and answer is, which has worked for me over the years, like magic. Specialized answers to individual needs. Cater for a particular need. Fulfill it. And I guarantee you, that person you deliver that need to is going to tell so many more people. Like a bird, it'll go and feed the young one. And when it's time to fly, it's flying. It's all about survival. So what I'm basically saying is, if you're running a business, reputation is very important. Yes, and I also agree with him. Spend that hour a day. Important divine religious beliefs. Wonderful, Selvin. I like that point about specialized attention. Okay, Nick, I think those uh, three voice notes were interesting. To wrap up, I think what came through from from uh, the one lady, and, and maybe if you could streamline this into your uh, closing remarks, to talk about what should be your side business. You know, each one is different. Somebody may be good at makeup, somebody may be good at, at music. So, you know, you, it's up to you to decide what you can, what service you can provide. The lady says, you know, she started growing vegetable because she's got a garden space and she sells that. Um, and then, of course, Selvin is talking about being specialized and providing you know, specialized services to particular people. How important is it for you to understand what you're capable of, what you're passionate about and what you can actually, at a very cost effective way, create and then sell as your side business? Yeah, it's great, uh, interesting voice notes. Um, I, the lady making use of her space to salvage is great, being niche. Uh, the, the last guy, what I, I agree with him fully, and the phrase that I use is niche means specific. Niche doesn't mean small. So be specific. Do a side hustle that caters to a specific audience. That's definitely the way to go. And the final thing I'd like to say is we all have a pros list. We all have things that we can monetize. The problem is we don't think it's good enough to make money off of. But remember, you just need 10 customers. And if you're very organized, go offer to organize somebody's garage once a weekend. That's a way to make money. If you have the skills, you can utilize them. 
Wonderful, Nick. Nick, a lot of people are saying, how do we get in touch with Nick and, um, you know, provide or rather understand how best to take this conversation forward? Best way to contact you? Sure. The first um, place is to go to my company. It's slowhustle.org. And after that, you can find and follow me on LinkedIn. It's where I do most of my thinking and you can get in touch with me there. Um, just search for my name, Nick Haralambus on LinkedIn. And that URL, URL again is slowhustle.org. Wonderful. Nick Haralambus, the author of How to Start a Side Hustle. Thank you very much for your time. Look forward to talking to you about um, you know, business advice sometime soon in the program. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much. There we go. That was Nick. He said it's slowhustle.org. Slowhustle, one word, .org. You can type that into your space bar on your URL server and you can connect with him online. I'm going to end off on WhatsApp. Some really cool messages that have come through. Sharon in Joburg says, I was involved in a serious car accident some years ago. However, I started selling cleaning products. Amazing. I used to work just three hours a day and the rest of the day and, and rest for the rest of the day. It did help me a lot and I had to pay my own hospital bills and didn't want to bother my family. Kalal Shakti says, we all have a greatness within, but the lockdown made us think out the box. And out came that greatness for many as how on how to survive Sorry, in this difficult time. So I congratulate all those who've discovered their hidden talents. Jay Govindas from Morningside says, I love teddy bears and started creating these beautiful handcrafted bears during lockdown. The teddy bear became very significant as part of the pandemic. I'm now ready to actively market my craft, a very specialized handcrafted jointed bears. Anonymous from Shalcross says, I don't agree with uh, Daniel's comment because I had to start making chevda with only original ingredients. Um, Gujarati style, very tasty for people who taste and purchase. But somehow business slacked down as more and more were unemployed and maybe people taught, thought it was expensive. But I didn't realize mine was the original ingredients and not um, the one, the basic one that you see in the shops. So yeah, talking there about, you know, the, I think ingredients also very important. I mean, you know, the unique ingredients you put into your product makes, sets it apart uh, from the rest, Mrs. Murthy says, I do dressmaking as my income. I'm a housewife. My husband is retired. I only stitch sari blouses and do alterations. I make approximately 3,000 rand a month. Much more if there's festivities. With COVID, I still make money with sti- with stitching masks. You're a legend, Mrs. Murthy. We salute you here. And yeah, those are the messages that have come through. We're just going to come through and see if we've got any more last-minute messages. But an interesting conversation nonetheless on... Um, the side business number. Hello. All right, Harish, good afternoon. We missed you yesterday on the talk show. Well, this is Ramba from Woodview. We are tangled with this pandemic and there's no job for our children. They are working short time. We try to do something from home and go to sell by the supermarkets. As for me, I make masks. I make pig's bag, all these other small things, and I go to sell. We support these supermarkets, and yet they don't allow us to send. We have to have a permit. We go for the permit, the municipality comes in there. What what must we do for this living of ours with our grants so little? The increase is so little. The groceries is gone up. The petrol price has gone up. How do we survive? 
Oh, okay, Ramba, on that point, I mean, I can listen to the frustration in her voice there when she says, okay, everything is so tough economically. I'm trying to do something, but there's still paperwork in place. Very much like what Zahid was telling us, something for us to take forward. But we'll leave it there now. I hope you've enjoyed the program. It came away courtesy of the team, executive producer Selma Patel, Rachel Vadi, and the team. We'll talk to you between six and seven. Matthew Veer and Bright and Breezy, he'll keep you updated and we'll take a lot of your concerns going forward. From me, Tadesh, hey, have an awesome day. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.